0: Try not to frown, don't let this world turn you around You're not alone in when you cry Virtually, I'll be by your side Welcome to Alika Hope and Change for our premiere episode about friendship. I'm Alika Hope
1: And I'm Change, or her brother, Emil Bryant
0: And today, we are going to talk about friendship because today, July 30th, is the International Day of Friendship. What do you think about that,
1: E? You know, sis, one of the things that I love about our relationship is that although we were uh, born into the same family, we have become friends. And it's friendship that actually sustains our bond much more than the blood we share. Uh, Blood's important, but our friendship is what carries us every day.
0: I love that. And we're going to talk today about the International Day of Friendship and also why we have friends, how we choose good friends, and maybe if we get to it, we're going to tell some friend jokes because we love to have fun here at A League of Hope and Change.
1: You know, sis, one of the things that challenges me every day is hearing a good joke from a good friend. So Mm -hmm. if I can make you laugh or you can make me laugh, then I think we will have success today because part of being a good friend is making sure that the people you love laugh.
0: Well, along that end, let's talk about laughing and spreading kindness. The hashtag for International Day of Friendship this year for UNICEF, is actually End Violence, Spread Kindness. Worldwide, 150 million students, that's half of all students ages 13 to 15 years old, have reported having experienced peer-to-peer violence in and around schools.
1: For the observance of- Peer-to-peer violence?
0: Peer-to-peer violence. I'm sorry sis,
1: but I I really want you to, I want to take a moment and understand what does peer-to-peer violence really mean before you keep going?
0: What do you think it means, E? When you hear that, what do you think the term peer-to-peer violence could possibly mean?
1: I'm going right back to sixth grade in Mm -hmm. the Pacific Northwest, and Mm -hmm. there were people who thought that they, for, for some reason, were better than me or stronger than me, and they would bully me. And they were my peers. They were people who were in the same grade, and they thought that they could intimidate me or embarrass me or fight me. And it was a very frustrating feeling to know that people who had no positional authority over me were trying to tell me what to do or treat me as less than uh, an equal.
0: You know, Emil, when you first asked me what peer to peer violence is, I was going to give you the definition. And then I stopped myself and I said, let me ask him what he thinks, because I bet that this concept hits close to home for a lot of people. Wow. And so thank you for sharing what you had to say. People need to know that even really highly successful people like yourself and wonderful loving people like yourself have experienced peer-to-peer violence. And what the actual definition is UNICEF uh, uses it is children who report having been bullied or having been involved in a physical fight.
1: Wow. And, it, yeah, go ahead. It, it, if you say physical fight, I mean... Mm-hmm. Bully bullying today is so much different than when I went to school. When we, we went to school, and I imagine that um, in 2020, with the with social media, um, that cyberbullying might be just as horrifying as physical bullying. I mean, you don't see the scars, you don't see the marks, you don't see the scuffs on the shirt, but you still get that same effect of being intimidated, of being you know corralled in a certain uh, in a certain way or pigeonholed by people and You know, I think that that form of violence might have uh, more scarring effect than just getting beat up. And I hate the fact that kids today have even more forms of bullying to have to deal with.
0: Yeah, and people do think that the kind of cyberbullying and things that are happening don't leave scars, but you know where I've seen the scars is when kids are cyberbullied and their whole demeanor changes, the way they stand up, the way they look at people, the way that they act, all of those things happen. And I feel so strongly about it that we are going to have a guest talking with us about cyberbullying in later episodes.
1: That is good. Now, uh, you know, the the best counter to bullying um, that I know is to have good friends. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that I think a good friend does is not just in the bullying sense, but overall, is they're there to lift you up. And you know, I I wish I could help people see just how valuable friendship is. But what, I, what I'm what i hoping is that maybe during this conversation, we can discuss what a good friend looks like so that we can really help people see what a friend really is.
0: Funny you should say that, because I got an article from Psychology Today and it lists the 13 essential traits of good friends. We're going to talk about those today, kind of dig into them so that our listeners can think, do I have those traits? Am I exhibiting those? Are there ways that I can build on them? And also on the flip side, sometimes people who you think are your friends don't exhibit a lot of the traits of good friends. And maybe, just maybe, people who you think are your friends really aren't.
1: Wow. You know, now take a listen. Uh, I'm really excited for this list because uh, I remember in kindergarten and it stuck with me. They said that my teachers and all the people who loved on us and taught us well, they said, if you want a good friend, be a good friend. So I'm Mm. really interested to hear because I'm going to grade myself while you go through this list. And I may interrupt (laughs) you as I get excited (laughs) because I really want to see if I'm being a good friend and I'm worthy of a good friend coming to me.
0: Okay. No pressure. No pressure, anyone. So the 13 essential friendship traits. And you're going to think about yourself as I ask these questions. How much do you agree with each statement? I am trustworthy. Mm. Can people trust you?
1: Can you know, I was in the on Air Force a long uh-huh. time, and one Did of our core were? values is integrity. Right, that's our first core value is integrity mm-hmm. first. And I, I'd lived and perhaps put my life in danger based entirely on being trustworthy and being able to trust others. So I'm gonna go with, for me personally, I can say that, but I know there are a lot of people who aren't ready to say that. And it's a hard one to to hear because you have to say to yourself, am I offering a space where trust is normal?
0: Oh, I like that. Am I offering a space where trust is normal? So not where trust is exceptional, but just where trust is normal. I think we have a lot of spaces in the world right now where trust is not normal. I and agree. people, people need to have that friendship. I mean, especially with social I- isolation and around the globe, people are struggling with what can they trust? What can they not trust? And just to have one person, one person in their life that they know they can trust is powerful. And the second one is I am honest with others. I'm honest with others
1: if you are trustworthy, the likely scenario is that you're honest. Now, I've heard the old saying, there's no honor among thieves, but um, (laughs) none of my friends are, as I know them, thieves. So I'm honest with them and they are honest with me. But I'll tell you, there are some people out here who are not Mm -hmm. honest with themselves. And, And that is where I see the honesty really begin to degrade because they're either trying to build themselves into something they are not and they're just not accepting that right now you're broke. It's okay. You don't need to floss. You don't need to pretend that you are something <laughs> you are not. Um, and, and on the other side, there are people who try to, you know, they try to be all humble when they're actually people of great, of great stories and, and great renown. And I'm like, you're lying stop you are it's okay for you to accept the station you've created for yourself so anytime i see people who are lying to themselves i'm like hmm if you're lying to yourself are you lying to me
0: and that comes with growth though too right because i know i have lied to myself about many things and then when i realized i was lying to myself i put myself in check but first i had to be honest enough with myself to realize that i was lying to myself
1: it's a it's a challenge Um, and as we go through this list and we talk about each one of these I'm looking at me am Mm -hmm. I being a good friend using these traits as a Mm -hmm. guide to check myself so I love that you're saying check yourself because it really does matter
0: because you got to check yourself before you wreck yourself
1: (laughs) 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 You know, Alika, one of the things about being honest that we talk about, but we really need to, to stress is that if people can depend on us being honest, then what will happen is we'll build some trust. So the question that we should be asking ourselves is, am I honest with myself? Am I honest with others? And am I regularly doing that? Because it's, it's good to be honest, but if you're only honest once a day and nobody knows when that is, <laughs> it, might be, <laughs> it might be useless in terms of saying, I am honest with others.
0: You made me think of Pinocchio. That's why I was laughing. If honest once a day, Pinocchio could say, why is my nose growing? I'm honest once
1: a day. Right. See, this is the problem. People are saying, I was honest, and then they're going back to that one time. And we need people, <laughs> I know I need to be a friend because this is a list for me to check myself. Mm-hmm. I need to say to myself, am I being honest on a regular basis?
0: Well, the number three trait is, I am generally very dependable.
1: Now there' an old commercial mm-hmm. um, that talked about dependability. Um, uh, I can't remember. there's something like solid is uh, solid Oh, it's like solid as Sears. Okay. Right? I think that was it. It was a Sears commercial, and they were talking about the diehard battery and how you know, if you oh. remember the commercial, they would they would be in the snow, be like four feet of snow on top of the car, but the mm-hmm. car would start, right. So wow. then they were saying that Die Hard Battery is dependable. So are you well, a Die Hard Battery?
0: You know, I'm going to say this for our listeners. My brother is five years older than me, so obviously I'm too young to remember those commercials. But yes, I am dependable. See, that hurt. <laughs> Seriously,
1: that,
0: that hurt. <laughs> this is where you get the brother-sister banter piece. Let me go on to the next one, though, before I get hurt. Uh, I uh-huh. am loyal to the people I, I care about. I am loyal to the people I care about.
1: And I am. And this is one of the challenges of being a good friend is what does loyalty look like? A lot of people struggle with loyalty because they don't know what it looks like. So I'm going to ask you, sis, what does loyalty look like to you?
0: Loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. Okay. You mean it looks like more (laughs) than Kendrick Lamar? Okay. Uh, (laughs) it's, (laughs) It's really funny because loyalty to me means that you're friends through thick and thin that you're there, that you don't talk about them behind your back, that they don't mm. talk about you behind your back, that when you say something to their face, that you'd be willing to say it anywhere. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I get you, you know, it's, it's more than just being honest. It's like, I'm down for you. And that's why it's really hard to have too many really good friends, because it would be hard for someone to be loyal to 500 people.
1: You know, I see that and I'm going to, I'm going to raise this. I'm going to raise the stakes of this a little bit because loyalty to me is loyalty, not only to an individual, but to, um, to a value, Mm. right? So if we are friends and we share a value, a value Mm -hmm. system, then I think we need to be loyal to that. And what I've learned over the years is that I can't compromise my values on behalf of my friends. So I'd Good. rather find friends that share values with me so that we can be loyal to those values together because mm-hmm. that way I don't have to wonder, will they ask me to compromise my values to be their friend?
0: Will they ask me to compromise my values in order to be loyal?
1: Oh, see that I'm telling you, if we can, if people understand, especially in these days where there's, There's so many things that can be confusing and information coming back and forth. This is Mm -hmm. where loyalty comes in because I'm going to trust the people that I love and the people who call themselves my friend, whom I call friend, that when they Mm -hmm. present some information to me, they don't have an ulterior motive. They don't have an agenda. They're genuinely interested in me being edified and being smarter than I was than without it. Sometimes it's a joke, but sometimes it's deadly serious information. And I want to make sure that those are people that bring me information. I don't have to wonder: is this re- is this legit, or is this some conspiracy nonsense? Or, you know, I don't. I just don't have time, and I certainly right. don't have the energy to check everything.
0: And, you know, it's funny about loyalty, because when I got the idea for this podcast several months ago, immediately, immediately, there was no doubt that I wanted Jamie to be our producer and I wanted Lawrence to write some of the music. I knew exactly who I wanted the team to be, because these are people that I care about that have always been loyal and true to me. Even if it hurt, they would tell me the truth and I will always be loyal to them. And that's what you build as a team. Right? that's what you build as a team not just as friends but when you have a project you know that there are people that you can rely on and that's yeah, important
1: that's hot and i will i will I, I want to push the button on that loyalty mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. and that reliability because you know the last one we talked about was I am generally very dependable. So mm-hmm. you know if you can say if people see that you're steady and you're there and you're present and you're and you and you're riding with your friends, then you're gonna say that this person by their presence, by their demonstration is loyal. So you can say the words, but yep. it's really easy to know you can trust someone when they're right there and you've got a history together.
0: Funny you use the word trust because number five is I am easily able to trust others. So it's one thing for you to say you're trustworthy, but do you give other people the chance to be trusted? Because friendship is a two-way street and it's not fair to them. It's almost like our dad would say you're taking their blessing away by not trusting them. So are you able to trust others?
1: You know, I, I I have to admit, that um, when I was in the military, you know 20 years the United States Air Force taught me how to trust others, even people I didn't know. And one of the biggest challenges that we face when we go from civilian to military is this willingness to trust people you have never met before. But you look at their rank, you look at their career field, you look at um, and a lot of times depending on the uniform you're wearing, you can see the things they've done based on the ribbons they wear, and you begin to get a picture of someone you can trust. And so these things are cues for me to say, I can trust you. So, when I was in the military, it was easy for me to trust others. When I Mm -hmm. came out of the military, I never stopped. So here's what I've learned that helps me all the time. If someone shows me they're untrustworthy, they're showing me their character. What I want to know is, does that affect my character? So me being willing to trust others has nothing to do with whether or not that person did the right thing with my trust and it's a hard position to take but i'm willing to take it because i'm not going to let someone else's lack of being trustworthy affect my character
0: and speaking as a mom i'm just going to be honest here if you're a mom or you're a parent and you are never able to trust others then you're going to be stuck home with your kids 24 7 365. sometimes as a mom as a dad as an uncle as an aunt you need a break so you better learn to trust others or else you're going to be stuck home with your kids all the time and you might lose your mind. That's just from a very practical end. So I had to learn when my <laughs> kids were young <laughs> to find some people that I could trust that I knew weren't going to, like, you know, drop my baby on the ground, things like that. Right. So on a practical sense, you need to learn to be able to trust others at least a little bit. And also, number six is I experience and express empathy for others. And I'm going to Wait. go ahead to number seven. Go ahead, say sis. I, am, I am able to be nonjudgmental. So experiencing and expressing empathy for others i feel like that's tied into being able to be non-judgmental
1: well i'm going to i'm going to back you up on that here's how i'm going to show it in my own life when Mm -hmm. i am non-judgmental that means i accept others as they are for who they are and what that allows me to do is it drops my ego and takes it out of the equation and now i can walk a mile in their shoes and that's empathy See, this is what empathy is, is when I am willing to say, man, I don't know exactly where you've been, but let me take on a little bit of the pain, a little bit of the joy, a little bit of what you've experienced long enough for me to understand and empathize and create a shared engagement, a shared emotional experience where Mm -hmm. I can say, well, even though I haven't been there, I put on his Nikes, they were tight, but I at least tried and Mm -hmm. I walked that mile. And you know, Sis, you're an actor, you're a performer, tell me how you create that that experience, that, that empathy for others, how you able to sort of put on a character and, and get into a role.
0: I think at the very young age, I also was drawn into the field of special education and working with uh, children with disabilities. And between that and the acting, I've always found myself surrounded by people who were quote like othered, people who were different. and. Mm. I was just drawn to just different people, right? In the acting world, we have all kinds of different personalities, types, people. I had to embrace in, in empathy, both, you know, with the special education field and with the theater. And what I found at a very young age, like we're talking 14, 15 years old, was the more empathy I developed, the better human being I was. So it was kind of like a no-brainer for me. Let me just not judge and have empathy. And along those lines, we're going to go on to the rest of the list and tell a couple jokes when we come back.
1: Interlude Music by Lawrence B. White.
0: We are back discussing the essential traits of good friends in honor of our celebration of the International Day of Friendship. Number eight is I am a good listener. Are you a good listener, E?
1: I am doing it right now as you go through this list because you are spitting fire. <laughs> uh, okay, you're spitting friendship, really, but, you know, <laughs> you're spitting fire for friendship. So go, keep it coming, sis, because I'm okay. down. I am listening to every okay. one of these.
0: You just reminded me of something, and y- y'all listening better get used to me and my random music uh, knowledge. But there's a musical called Anything Goes, and there's a song in there that goes, Friendship, friendship, just the perfect blend ship. So now you also get Broadway musicals. On this podcast.
1: Moving on. Of hope and change and Broadway musicals. What?
0: <laughs> Cole <laughs> Porter. Cole Porter, everyone out there. Uh, number nine and ten is I am supportive of others in their good times and I am supportive of others in their bad times.
1: I'm just going to say this one time and I want to hit you quickly with it. If you're not there for good and bad, you are not a friend. Mm. If you're not there for good and bad, you are not a friend. I'm a I'm a I'm a come up off of it. But I need to say it. Both of those are part of friendship.
0: You know, and it's funny because for me, when I've lost some friends or maybe I should call them acquaintances is when I've had good times, like when I've won awards or when I've been successful or even when my kids have been exceptionally well behaved. People will always find a way to try to bring me down. Well, yeah, your kids are well behaved, but that's because X, Y, Z. Oh, yeah, well, your kids are healthy, but that's because X, Y, Z. Always trying to bring you down. And it's like, I don't really want to have friends that are going to try to bring me down in good times, because what that tells me is you're not really a friend, because you're caught in the quagmire of your own not being honest with yourself, and your jealousy is showing.
1: You know, there's, a, there's the kids today call that haterate, and no. I don't have a cup for it. I do not have a cup for Haterade, so if I see people sipping it, I have to walk away. So walk
0: away from the Haterade and just go have some lemonade? Is that what you're saying?
1: I'm saying when you are doing well, people should celebrate with you. And when you are doing, when you're in pain, people should come and support you. And I see people want to kick you when you're down and then want to ride in the limo when you're up. And I see people mm. who want to who look at you sideways when you're up. And then when you're down, now they're your friend because now they can look at you and say, well, at least I'm not him. And I'm like, mm, nope, I need neither of those. So if you are not down with me in good times, or Mm in and in bad times then i know you are not the friend for me
0: would you say that you are there for your really close friends in both times do you think you are
1: i know i am because um i have been so broke that i didn't have a way to buy my friends a drink so i I was there and i was like hey um we gonna be hungry together but i'm here
0: that's powerful and let me tell you about my brother who's like six four so when he's hungry he's not just hungry he's hangry but he was still I do there eat. for his friends.
1: He I can does eat. eat.
0: Oh my goodness, can he eat? I'm going to have to tell you guys stories as we progress in our podcast about my big brother when he was a teenager and he was still growing and how much he ate. Let me just tell this one story.
1: <clears throat> bottomless pit. I, yeah, I own bottomless it.
0: Bottomless pit. One day, I don't even know remember, if he remembers it. I remember this. And this was years ago. I come downstairs in the kitchen. He had made himself a frozen pizza, ate the whole frozen pizza. And then I said, where are you going to eat? He said, oh, I'm going to go get a Big Mac. And I was like,
1: <laughs> "Wow, wow!" I and know this, exactly that story. Do yes. you remember
0: that story? I, I was like was, thirteen.
1: Yeah, man, I remember it because <laughs> I was—I uh, was a was I—I no, I was a freshman in college. Yes, uh, I was at the—I was—I was a freshman at the Air Force Academy, and I can tell you right now that that year, my freshman year at the Air Force Academy, I had lost, and I'm—you know—I'm not that—I was not fat then, and I'm not—you were not—you were
0: never fat ever. But
1: I, I lost. 20 pounds over my freshman year because we were working so hard and eating so little. So when I got home that summer, I ate, I am not going to lie, I ate everything that was edible. I didn't care. what It could have been anchovies. It could have been pizza. It could have been <laughs> uh, prunes. I was going to eat it because I was always hungry that summer.
0: You know, I'm laughing because when I was at Notre Dame and, and most colleges, they talk about the freshman 15, about how freshmen gain 15 pounds. But apparently at the U.S. Military Academy, they work you so hard that it's the freshman lost 15 or 20.
1: If you gain 15 pounds at the Air Force Academy, especially as a freshman, as, a, as what we call a dually, which is the first year at, at the academy, mm-hmm. you have failed miserably and your upperclassmen have failed miserably. But I don't know to a person who gained weight that that year. We were all eating like we were maniacs all summer wow. long.
0: Wow, wow. And speaking of uh, military academies in college, number 11 is I am self-confident. And I can say this, America, my brother is very self-confident. So if you need a friend who's self-confident, Emil Bryant or change, that's your man.
1: Look, it's not about being self-confident. I just know what I know. You're self-confident. It, I- I didn't say you were selfish
0: or egotistical. I didn't say that. I don't mean that in a bad way. You're self-confident. You know who you are. You know what you know, and you know what you want. That's self-confidence. That
1: that is how our father raised us and the military instilled that in me because I had to be a leader for many. Uh, The largest organization I ever ran was 500, and when I ran that organization, it was incumbent upon me to project an air of confidence and, and be willing to be wrong. And you can't say that you're willing to be wrong and call yourself self-confident. And and if you can't be wrong, you're not self-confident. And that's one of the biggest challenges a leader shows. And it's definitely one of the hardest ones for friends to demonstrate. Because you you want a friend who, when you talk to them, just like when Mm -hmm. I was a leader, who you say, this is a person who gives me the, the confidence in them that I'm talking to someone who understands, who's willing to walk with me and who's willing to help me go through the hard times and maybe even carry some of my load. And confident people are always willing to stand up and say, hey, these are my ideas. This is the way I can support you. And I love them for it. And so self-confidence for me is something that was ingrained in from, from our family, but Both really us, instilled yes. in me in the military.
0: And the last two things we also learned from our father was a sense of humor. You want to talk about dad jokes. Our dad is the dad of dad jokes. We should just have him on some episode and tell him some of his corny jokes. But <clears throat> I digress. The last two parts of being a good friend, number 12 and 13, are I am usually able to see the humor in life and I am fun to be around. And as proof, we are going to tell some funny friend and BFF jokes. And I'm going to start one because this is one of my favorites. This is a saying. If you have friends who are as weird as you, then you have everything
1: Ooh, man so that means i i have like multiple everythings because i have friends who are <laughs> definitely out here in space with me on a regular basis <laughs> they don't know it so those of you who are my friends and you hear this i am telling you right now yes you have joined me in orbit above the earth and if you don't know it now you know
0: do you have any sayings you want to share with us <laughs>
1: you know, here's one for me is like uh, when I think about the the way we make each other laugh, we Mm -hmm. sometimes we're corny, sometimes we're witty. But we're always thinking of, you know, how to sort of get in one in one another's heads a little bit and kind of tickle that funny bone. So uh, good old Oscar Wilde, he said this and I love it. A true friend stabs you in the front, not the back. And that to me is the, it's, it's witty, but that's Mm -hmm. what I want. I want somebody who's going to come right at me. And if you're going to joke me, joke me right away. If we're going to have fun, let's have fun. Let's go right at it. And let's not look at each other sideways or wonder what's going to happen because that's how I treat you. And that's how I treat everybody around me. It's always right here in front of us. And that's how we make each other laugh. We're coming at each other just like we are in the show, Uh, just having fun, but doing it in the open and being upfront with one another.
0: And you know what? That simple line that you just gave, it also meets the qualities of a good friend, of being trustworthy, being honest and being loyal because you're not trying to get behind someone's back.
1: You know what? I love it. I think these are these are the kind of sayings that help us uh, that, you know, when we think about what friends really mean, that we have these jokes and we have these stories. But you know what? it, 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 there's one that I love that I'm gonna bring to you because we we okay. live this every time we get together. I could tell by your sarcastic undertones, rude comments, and sheer lack of common decency that we should be best friends.
0: <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, I got I gotta tell you one. I gotta go back to mom life right now because I love mom life. But this one is also very reflective of being a parent. I think we'll be friends forever because we're just too lazy to find new friends. sometimes, you know, all you want to do is call your friend from 15 years ago, not go out and find new friends after you spent 13 hours with the kids and you're just tired. And you're like, I just want you know what I like you, girl, because I'm just too lazy to find anybody else. And that's all.
1: You know what? what? Best friends know how stupid you are and still choose to be seen with you in public. And I'm here (laughs) to say that the ones who know me best, though, they're like, that's him. (laughs) No, no, no. Just. Yeah, I see him. And he's, he's the big one. Yeah, the gangly one. That's it. Yeah, that's, he's my best friend. <laughs> nice. And when I hear that, that is the, that's where we get this joy from having friends from way back. Because I know for sure that if I were to try to meet new people today, I'd get the side eye. I want to leave you with with one more. You ready? Yes.
0: We will be friends, Emil. We will be friends until we're old and forget everything. And then we'll be new friends. (laughs) Ah! All right. On that end, this is Alika Hope and Change. We are ending our very first podcast, a celebration of the International Day of Friendship. I'm Alika Hope.
1: I'm Change, Emil Bryant.
0: Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next time.